Ox and Hare presents, in association with True Story FM, the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society. going to be a very different kind of behind-the-scenes episode. I'm going to tell you a story, but I'm going to break with tradition and tell you that it has a happy ending. I wanted you to know up front, bright days are ahead, but first we need to walk through the dark woods. Let's set the scene. You've arrived to see a swashbuckling adventure, but when the curtain opens, it's just me, sitting alone on stage next to a ghost light. The Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society began as one of several ideas I'd had for audio dramas. I created a podcast called Monday Matinee, a place where I could attempt different storytelling styles. Instead of doing one-and-done stories, sort of Twilight Zone or Uncanny County, I wanted to do more like the BBC, short-run series of several episodes and see what caught on. And Swashbuckling caught on like nothing before or since. It was clear that I had discovered something in this idea with this cast at this moment in time. The show has never really caught any mainstream attention, and I'm terrible at social media, but you fans are dedicated and you show up week after week, and for that, I am eternally grateful. But behind the scenes, things were changing. We launched during the lockdown, many people who were stuck at home and very few creative outlets. I was able to book actors who I was and am still unable to pay to do small roles for us. They gave up their time and talent to an unknown creator running a show with a very small footprint out of the desire to perform, sure, but mostly out of the kindness of their hearts. Artists supporting artists. It's a beautiful thing. But when the world reopened, suddenly everything got more difficult. Jobs went into overdrive, the costs of every part went up, and bills must be paid. Everyone got really busy and kind of moved on. Now, what I say here has nothing to do with the ladies, uh, by whom I mean Shaw, Anastasia, Kara, Dolores, and Chrissy. They have been nothing but supportive, showing up time after time and doing whatever was asked of them. They are my ride-or-dies. The breaking point came putting together season four. I found myself writing, casting, directing, editing, and producing every episode solo. I never intended the show to be an ego trip or a one-man band. I don't think I'm a power-mad auteur who demands that things must be done my way, but life happens. Jobs disappear, love blossoms, projects accelerate, and suddenly it's me, here, alone, keeping the lights on in a house with only one occupant. And from a business perspective, it's a lost cause. The show costs money to produce and doesn't make any back. I'm adverse to advertising, but honestly, no one has ever asked. Our merch doesn't sell, and neither do the paid downloads. The most painful part is that I feel the show is hitting new creative heights. I'd single out That Golden Valley and Worth of the Anchor as some of the strongest things I've ever created. But as the show gets older... It's getting harder and harder to produce, not easier. Am I just making it because I like to hear my work read out? Is it just ego? Does the show mean anything to anyone but me? I see the numbers. I know how many of you are listening. But you are a very quiet crowd. 
You've heard it countless times on countless shows. Write, review, subscribe. But you don't. We have a five-star rating on iTunes, but only ten people have ever reviewed it. No emails, no social posting. I'm not asking for your demographics to try and sell you something. I just like proof that someone besides me is listening to the show. Carrying this show alone is breaking my back, and I'm wondering why I keep doing it. But just when I thought all hope was lost, a new road appeared. I've been working with Chrissy Lenz on a new project, one that would become the Cool Time Dice Hour. It's our actual play RPG podcast performed live at her venue, the Neighborhood Comedy Theater in Mesa, Arizona. As we wrapped up our first wonderful meeting about that show, she casually asked if I'd ever thought about doing swashbuckling live. I stood there silently, uh, unable to answer because... Of course I had. That was my original concept. But no one ever gave me a chance. And now here she was, offering me my dream. Which means we're shifting gears. Uh, the show isn't going anywhere just yet, but it is switching from an in-studio polished audio drama to a live radio play style show. We've already recorded two of them in front of an audience, and creatively, they were a real thrill. Of course... I still have a lot to do. Producing a live show on a regular basis is daunting, and I'm still having to do all the work myself, but now I face the problem of trying to find listeners and get butts in seats, but it's an exciting problem to try and solve. Episodes won't be out as frequently, and they'll be different, but it'll be more about clever quips and ideas and probably less about sound gags. It's given me a creative recharge and allows me to learn some new skills while I'm still be able to tell my stories. So what I want from you is give us a chance to try something new. It'll probably be rough at the start, but allow us a little grace as we learn to do this thing in a new way. And if you like the show, let people know. Post about it, write about it, review, whatever you feel comfortable doing. You can email at swashbuckling at oxenhair.com to tell me what episode you liked or even the ones you didn't. The next episode you hear on this feed will be a brand new one. And we're going to follow that with a new spin on an old favorite. After that, who knows? The future is bright in Massalia, and I'm glad you're here to share it. I hope we get to do this for a long, long time. Allons-y! <laughs> <laughs>